Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hey there, folks. This is Ushin Foley and you are listening to the Successful Mentalist Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Successful Mentalist Podcast. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and I'm joined by two people in this call today. Uh, none other than my co-host and very good friend, Mr. Ashley Green. Hello, lovely people, awesome people all over the world. Every flipping time, every flipping time. Oh, geez. We're, today we're lined up with not just a conversation with me and Ashley as per. We're joined by none other than the fantastic incredible mentalist that is Oshin Foley. Oshin, welcome to the TSM podcast. Thank you so much guys for having me. How are you keeping today? Oh, thanks for asking. We are absolutely fan-dabby-dozy. And yourself? I am completely in great form. I'm really looking forward to catching up with you guys. It's been a couple of weeks since we were last chatting, so I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. You know what I really appreciate about this, Oshin? You're the first guest to actually come on the podcast and they start. Usually it's like the pleasantries and the awkward intro from the guest there and say, yeah, it's great to be on the podcast and they wait for a question. You're the first person to come back with a nice question as a nice guy say, how are you guys doing? <laughs> nobody asks how we're doing. We could be doing bloody awful when we're interviewing all these amazing guests from around the world and nobody asks apart from you. So today, luckily, we are having a good day Eugene. lovely stuff i'm delighted to hear it guys as i say like you guys have probably you've seen me do a little bit in the past i'm very conversational in my performance and even like in my day-to-day -day life i love just chatting to people and getting to know so it's great to be jumping on board with you guys to have a chat today 100 and very quickly before we start today's podcast can you give us a summary of who you are for the awful awful people out there who have no idea who ogin foley is who are you? What do you do? Uh, the awful, awful people out there to quote Ashley, not my words, not my words. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of me, it's completely fine. My name is Bushin Foley. I'm a magician, mind reader, hypnotist and general nonsensical person living over here in Dublin, Ireland. I'm originally from Athlone, which is the heart of Ireland. Little known fact about Athlone, it's, it's home to Ireland's oldest established pub. Sean's bar and if you're ever back around that loan or in Ireland feel free to hit me up we'll grab a Guinness together guys uh, with regards to myself I have a background in theatre I did law in university and I have been doing magic and mentalism for far too long to get a real job at this point <laughs> absolutely love it absolutely love it well we've we've known each other for for, for quite a while now and I, I well to be fair like thinking the first time we actually met was it blackpool first time we met in person was at blackpool about two ish three ish years ago i know me and aiden have been chatting a little bit beforehand because uh, of our mutual love of darren brown when we were both kind of more active on instagram and ashley I'd actually been following your career a little bit before that because I was working on some projects and wanted to find some good underground mentalists that I could rip off cough cough. 
friends and fans that's that's the way it is friends versus fans over there bloody fantastic exactly but look the reason why we've decided to get you on the podcast today is because you've done some pretty incredible stuff with your career namely so you're now doing a hell of a lot more gigs than the vast majority of performers out there and in a very very short space of time you've been able to drastically increase your fee that's incredible and i'd love if it was all right to maybe tap into that and what you found has really kind of like helped you and kind of like the process you've done to get to that point because like i'll be honest every person probably listening to this podcast now goes more gigs more money tell me more what is your secret how do you do this and i'm pretty sure everyone's going to be interested in that because that is like the golden formula if you can just drop that in this podcast episode ojin but before we get to the gold that everyone's waiting for let's Maybe rewind to before the happy days of doing loads of gigs and and loads of money and tell us where you were, like going back, I don't know, half a year, a year's time. What were you doing? What were the struggles that you were facing? And and what was daily life as as a magician over in Ireland like that before you had the massive shebang and then you was just like, gigs, money, gigs, money, gigs, money? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, for the past couple of years, I've been building a bit of a name for myself and career over here in Ireland and the week that lockdown hit over here I was supposed to be doing a show with a newspaper prediction which still hasn't been opened I'll have you guys know but um yeah um once lockdown hit over here um let's just say everything that I'd been building on for about five years at that point vanished overnight it was like the best magic trick in the worst possible way uh, I had tons of gigs that just cancelled on me and I was left in limbo living in an apartment in Dublin where I just moved up to because that's where 90% of my work was going to be based. And I was kind of, for lack of a better word, screwed. But I was fortunate enough that I do have another job outside of magic and um, something that an awful lot of guys over here didn't have to fall back on. I was lucky enough that I had jumped on that. And then I actually kind of reached out to you guys because I knew you guys. I'd seen what you guys were doing with the podcast. And from there, you guys helped me to kind of move more online. So I started doing online web shows, which at the start was a completely new formula in every way, shape or form compared to what I've been doing in the past. Like, as I say, I'm very conversational. My style is very bouncy off of people, very chatty. So you can imagine staring at a camera with maybe 30, 40 screens that were mainly on mute was a very, very difficult experience compared to what I was used to. So I had to adapt and improvise and just change the way that I'd performed. And thankfully, I had so many people that were able to help me out, such as you guys. We also had other people like Diraj, uh, Ryan Rowart, we had Bella, we had Ferdinand, we had all these people that I was able to bounce off of and bounce ideas off of. And I want to give a huge like thank you and shout out to those guys because I wouldn't be where I am right now without their help and without you guys' help. Um, but yeah, from there, I started trying to build up doing online shows, which is very, very tough if it's not something that you're used to and especially when you were just thrown into it overnight I didn't know how much to charge uh, I didn't have decent equipment at all I was working off terrible terrible little notepad uh, 
like laptop computer. I was working off my phone, which currently this is being recorded on. I have, you know, but um, yeah, I had that. I didn't even have a ring light. So I bought a cheap ring light off of Amazon and made a set for myself. Played with so many ideas and just kept plugging away. And over the course of a couple of months, getting used to that, getting used to the new style of performance, constantly adjusting my shows and then investing in better material as time went on and better like props and all that kind of jazzy stuff that people don't really see as expenses until you're thrown into it. And I ended up doing quite well. Still wasn't sure how to charge for online shows because over here in Ireland, at least, the kind of consensus at the time up until about last September was everyone charged pennies. To be honest with you, it was a case of there was no one charging decent fees. So to make any money off it, you had to do a lot of shows. Um, then I ended up joining uh, a couple of courses with you guys where I learned an awful lot of very valuable material. I started off with the um, how to do online shows course, which was amazing. Uh, and just even getting to see a lot of the like different thoughts and ideas that you guys have put into it because I know you had been working on it for so long especially Ashley I know you've been doing online shows and you've been smashing it for ages um, definitely like he's probably the person that I would have talked to the most as I was getting stuff ready for it but doing that course really helped me to understand how to use all of the digital formats the best way possible and then I started with a little course called Learn to Drive, which you guys took the hard work that I had put into doing online shows and trying to rebuild a business. And you gave me the greatest kick in the backside that I think I have had in years of trying to build a business. You crashed the way that I was thinking completely and changed. Like I had been focusing on there was this way of doing it and there's only this way whereas all of that was changed thrown out the windows and in a lot of cases it was brought back to basic stuff that I had overlooked it was stuff that really made a lot of sense and I think Ashley is there popping the hand up to ask a question so I was wondering can you elaborate like you say this basic stuff like what is this basic stuff that you was doing that that didn't work because I'm sure everyone will listening like might get some value in that like if they're doing it like i'd really love to pick your brains and probe a bit further into that yeah so because i was so focused on all of the wrong things like i was focused on i posted on social media pretty much every single day for almost a year hoping that that would help me get work uh spoiler alert it did not um look it certainly helped that i had like social proof that people could look at and go oh, this guy knows what he's doing. He's good in this way. In a lot of cases now, looking back at that stuff, I think it looks very cheap and tacky um, because of what I've learned since then. But one of the things that we really focused on, which I'm sure Aidan and Ashley will ask me a couple of questions on in a moment, was how we really focused on hammering home the gigs. And something that I never thought to do until the two of you guys just mentioned it was reach out to friends. Just reach out to these people that I built connections with. So I started with lists of old clients that I'm particularly friendly with and got a couple of gigs off of them or got referrals off of them. I moved from there onto 
clients that I hadn't fully booked gigs with in the past, but we had a decent rapport there. We knew each other, got a couple of things out of there. And then I was very fortunate enough that in college I made friends with like our student union. So I contacted the guys who were involved in the student union who had contacts in different colleges and that helped me build up more. I even went into my own office for the real job and just turned around to the sports and social club and said, listen, I'm doing this. You guys can hire me and give me probably more than my month's wages just for doing it on a screen. And yeah, uh, from there, we uh, we set a challenge for ourselves, me and Aiden, who was kind of my coach on Learn to Try. Um, we set a challenge that we had to get, I think it was 30 gigs to reach what I wanted to, 30 gigs booked in 10 days. And oh my sweet Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was the toughest 10 days I think I've had in years of doing this and um, and we came up with a couple of really good ideas and strategies we put together a live show that i sold tickets to and made a few bob that way we sent out kind of surveys to people after the show i brought in some clients that were hemming and hawing about whether they wanted to book me brought them in and said oh, come on in. you'll see this it's amazing and from contacting friends from contacting previous clients from doing that show i think we ended up with was it 21 or 22 gigs we had booked in 10 days which still to this day blows my mind and now out of those 22 gigs i think i have completed 13 of them i have nine are yet to come in the new year and have actually most of them i think the guys will be glad to hear this have upgraded from just web shows to close-up and stage shows for a little bit of extra money when things do eventually open up over here. Such good news. Such good news. Well, this is something that I wanted to quiz you on. Like, there's so much which people can take from that. Like, that's an an entire transformation, like, journey which you've gone. And I know there's so many people which are going to be resonating thinking, oh, my gosh, I do post the tricks and I do post a lot on social media. Like, isn't that where the gigs are? And, like, you've literally just said that was you and you've decided no. You actually want to make it easier, but at the same time, get more results out of it. And you started talking to loads of people and, and doing networking in the right way to actually get so much more from it. And you was combining that with now your newfound knowledge of online shows. And you was able to then use those shows, not just as a, an online show to make a bit of cash, but you was able to use it to transfer it to get in person and, and later, later bookings on. And I, I want to ask you one thing in particular, like... What is the single one like most effective strategy which you've used really in the past six months to to get you all of these gigs then? There's two strategies. Two strategies. Number one, which I keep saying to everyone that has asked me since about Learn to Thrive and even like how I've done this because we've had some people on the course reach out to me. Message people. Just network. Contact your friends. Contact previous clients. Contact your cousin. Contact your ex-girlfriend's brother's sister's aunt. Contact anyone and everyone who you think can have a gig. But don't do it in a, oh, I really want a gig out of this. Just reach out to them and chat because number one, could lead to a gig if there is a gig there. Number two, 
you're going to be having interesting conversation with interesting people in most cases, because why would you be friends with these people if they are not interesting people? And number three, and this is the thing that I think a lot of people forget about, is someone might not have a gig for you right now. They might have one in the future. They might know someone who has a gig. They they mightn't ever hire you, or they might know anyone that will ever hire you. But at least if you have that conversation, it's the step in the right direction. The other technique, which I really, really, really think is something that I'm going to be following on from for years, even when we're out of this digital virtual show world, is when I have clients who are wondering whether or not they should hire me. I'm going to jump on a Zoom and do a show. I've done mini shows since for two or three clients at a time, and it kills. Number one, it's practice. It's flight time. The more flight time you get, and I've been saying this for years because Previous to Magic, I worked, well, alongside Magic, I worked as a drama teacher for a while. Flight time is what you need to get out there, to get that confidence in you, to get from A to B. And also it means that if you're doing an effect and the SHIT hits the fan, you know how to recover in the future. It gives you everything that you will ever need to know. Do as many gigs as you can. Do them free, do whatever, but I will be jumping on doing mini virtual shows, 15-minute sets with two tricks if it means that I'm going to push people across the line, which is what it has done for me so far, and definitely two techniques that I wouldn't have considered 18 months ago. I think there's so much in this, and and I think when it comes down to it, the overarching theme on all of this stuff, yes, we, we talk networking, we talk networking a lot in that, like, Everything that we talk about here at TSM is it's networking, but done right. We 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 train right near uh, like the Keith Ferrazzi world of things to make sure that we're doing the things in the best possible way. And those who don't know Keith Ferrazzi, uh, he is literally the networking guru of the modern age. He's genius. Uh, but but the, the underlying thing behind all of that is that leading with value and actually having these good genuine authentic conversations with people like having these interesting people and stuff and i know you like you've kind of got a bit of a background in, in actually working with um and, and and actually helping people who aren't maybe that confident in terms of oh i can't just message somebody yeah how do i message somebody start up a conversation without saying hey how are you i'm looking for shows like do, do what would you say was the the most effective way of approaching somebody through like a message or an email for example Two completely different techniques, and I think that's something that people need to realize. Email, regardless of whether you're emailing your best friend or you're emailing someone you have never met in the past, it is much more formal. It's a lot more structured. It needs to have a bit more content to it, which is why when I use things like Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger, WhatsApp, text, calling someone, which if you don't call people, start to call get on the phone i know people hate getting cold calls but you're not cold calling them you're they're your friend or acquaintance or someone that you may have had a conversation with in the past call 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 when you call them hey how are you keeping i was just thinking of you and we've got an excuse at the moment until things open up from this digital world this is a line that i've started to use Hey, how are you keeping? 
I know things are crazy right now, which is why I've set a challenge for myself and trying to be a better person and reach out to one person each day and see how they're keeping with everything. Number one, you sound like a lovely person. Number two, it gets them talking, getting the other person talking at the end of the day. And number three, it's a conversation. Same thing works in text. doesn't really work as well in email, but email is a completely different story. And my techniques for email are to start up a conversation, find something that they've said uh, on their LinkedIn. Because if you're emailing someone nine times out of 10, they're more businessy and join LinkedIn. Um, Something they've said on LinkedIn or on their social media profile or something you've just seen about them online. Could even be a newspaper article that you've seen about them. Just start that conversation, check in with them. Um, and that gets into the whole leading with value that Aiden was speaking about there a few moments ago. At the end of the day, it's what you make them feel. hundred percent. And now I, I know at this point, like there's people listening to to this podcast that we, me and Aiden have, have spoken to personally, which have one said, "Well, there's no gigs out there at the moment. It's really hard to get gigs. No one's booking me." Which you've you've just literally said there are bloody gigs. I mean, I nearly booked thirty in ten days, so they're clearly out there. Like the the fact that you've done this, like you're getting in person and online shows, it, it is fantastic in and of itself. And the other thing, when we when we say to people, when we really get them on side and tell them about what networking is, they fall into the trap of just, hey, by the way, I'm doing this online show. Do you want to come? And it's that copy and paste message which you see goes round a lot of times. To you've probably had one in the past if you're on Facebook, where one of you mates to say, hey, I've just set up this body shop selling page. Hey, I'm just selling these fitness teas. Or you get your bloody magician friend, hey, I'm doing a Zoom magic show. Do you want to come? Tickets are £5 or tickets are free. When it's done like that, the reason why people don't get results is because they're not doing what you've said and what we've been preaching for literally the past year. They're not leading with that value. And what they're leading with is just a load of BS and a copy and paste message. And they don't care about the people that they're actually talking to because they're focusing on, I just want to get money. I, I, I think for all the people listening to this right now, they can they can really take it. Like if me and Aiden are saying it for the past year hasn't been strong enough, take it from Ogene. Someone completely different part of the world well not that far from england over the water island over the water he's over the pond across <laughs> the river but he's saying it and it works for him like it's literally working is getting him gigs is getting him more gigs at a higher fee through just talking to people and leading with value so the crucial moment here is when you reach out to people, you're saying, hey, I was just thinking of you, how are you doing? Or maybe you're touching base on an old conversation that you might have had like a few months back, which you're following, which, fun fact, if you've got a bad memory and are thinking, Ashley, I can't remember a conversation I was having a month, two months ago, write it in a spreadsheet, your relationship action plan, or your CRM system. And Ojin is pointing at me right now going, yes, why don't people do this? You can remember conversations, so you can call back and then you can start leading with that value and get on that side. Once they've done that, Ojin, from your perspective, once the, once the person like the, the person listening to this podcast now has gone, okay, there are gigs out there. I'm going to reach out to the people I know. It's not just enough to say hello. You're going to have to mention at some point. So how do you fit it in? How do you try and wrangle the gigs out of it? You're leading with value. You are finding out about as much information about them. You'll be able to find out if they have a new job. You'll be able to find out if 
their kids are uh, doing well. You can find out all this information just by chatting to them and asking questions. They will ask you eventually, how are you keeping? Or, as I had today, I had an old friend message me back after I'd sent a message during the week, just saying, oh, how are things getting on? There's not much going on in the whole live entertainment industry at the moment. I turned around and I went, oh yeah, it's not, not major going on at the moment, but I'm very lucky I'm after changing my business plan and doing a lot more online shows or as I said to this particular fella, because I know he's after popping the question a couple of weeks ago, I just immediately went, ah, yeah, but I mean, as weddings are starting to open up now, we're getting more gigs coming in. Thankfully, here's hoping it continues that way. You're dropping a hook in the water. And maybe he won't pick up on that. I haven't checked my Facebook since then. And if he does, great. If he doesn't, that's fine. I'm going to keep having the conversation. I'll drop another hint. And I will eventually, if he doesn't pick up after two or three hints or ways that he can ask the question, I'll just pop in and go, have you thought about um, how how's things going with the wedding planning? Or how's things going at work with regards to your event department? Or all these things. You can Because you're finding out information about these people, you can use it against them. Uh, was it Sun Tzu? Know your enemy as you know yourself. Now, it, Peter is not my enemy. He's a good friend. Um, but you're able to use all of this information so that you can work yourself into it. And uh, I think, Ashley, me and you both have sales experience as well in the past. We know that you're going to find out little nuggets of information that you can use to get what you want out of someone. As I say, it mightn't necessarily turn into a gig. If it doesn't, at least he knows when he's talking to someone, he can go, oh, I know this really amazing mind reader. The other thing is, and I always ask this question to couples that are getting married, is have you thought about a photographer yet? Sounds stupid, but if you recommend a photographer to them and go, oh, I worked with this photographer, I worked with this vendor at such and such an event and such and such an event, and they're amazing. When they call the photographer, the vendor, the vendor is going to be singing your praises and the person's going to come back and probably ask you for so a quote. And this is all the stuff that's just so clever because it's just dropping hints, planting seeds, and being like, like, if you want to really boil it down, this is influence at its finest. This is just pure influence, just dropping the little seed, planting it in a bunch of places so that when people pick up on it enough, they're just going to be converted. Like a much higher rate than normal. Now, the the, the thing that for me that was a, a really big difference, obviously, as you went through through the Learn to Thrive course, again, being the TSM mindset guru, I've got to ask a mindset question here. Like, what was the biggest thing that you felt was perhaps holding you back from achieving all of these different things? Because, like, let's be fair, and, and we want to give you plenty of credit here. Although we gave you really great strategies and all of this stuff, it probably wasn't new information to you. It probably wasn't like, hey, this is all groundbreaking stuff. Like a lot of it is, it was probably there, just maybe in a different format. So I, I want to know, like rather than that level of information, what was the big thing that you had in your head holding you back? Okay, so uh, me and Aiden had a huge conversation about this in one of our coaching calls, which was fear. I was terrified 
for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was after moving up to Dublin, and obviously, I'm not sure what the situation is in the UK and across the world, but in Ireland, to rent an apartment, you have to give them the blood of your firstborn child uh, as long... <laughs> no, you just have to give them a lot and a lot of money. So that was a major playing factor because we had originally planned that hopefully by the end of the course, I'd be in a position to give up my job. Not far off of that, but as Aidan and Ashley are well aware from knowing me personally, my priorities have changed a bit throughout the course, actually as a result of my mindset changing completely as well. And I've holding on to that for another little while. But um, the other thing is, I was just terrified of what if this doesn't work out? What if... Um, what if I can't afford to do these shows? What if at the end of doing all this, nothing comes of that? And Aiden just said, and what if you don't do it? And that gave me kicking the earth. I think that was my fear and my particular fear of rejection and of things not going right because of my own Freudian issues, which uh, I you can see Aiden's just taking out the notebook there now for you guys who can't see. Um, but no, like, because of my own kind of issues and stuff like that, I was terrified to take a proper jump at things, especially when everything had gone so wrong after me already taking what I perceived to be a big jump. And I also gave myself too much time. And too much time, my friends, is the killer. Uh, one of my goals, uh, Aiden turned around to me and went, no, 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 that's, um, that time period's way off. And I was like, oh, wow, so I have to push it out further. And he just looked at me with confusion and said, no, look, Jesus, you're giving yourself too much time. You're giving yourself time that you can mess it up. You're giving yourself time that you can chicken out. You're giving it time that all of these things that you've been working for might not end up work going as planned. So that goal, we've taken two years, I think it was off that goal. And we're about 40% of the way there now in the four months since me and Aiden had that conversation. That's incredible. It's a tr it's a true definition of, of Parkinson's law. Like the the task or the or the project will expand to the amount of time you allocate for it. And, and again, it was one of those situations. Like where one of the things that we explored in Learn to Thrive was that goal setting and making sure that you've got some targets and things to aim for. And and again, correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley, but I think pretty much everyone that we spoke to, uh, especially through the early stages of the course, has gone on and set some goals that were wildly ambitious, which is fantastic because no goal is too ambitious, but they were really far out, weren't they? It was like a really jarring concept to see. Yeah. You know, I think really you've hit it on the head there, Ojean. Like people in magic in general always have these ideas, these goals. It's like, yeah, I'm going to put on a stage show. I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to be full time. Uh, I'm going to get on telly. And, and they put these goals miles out. And let's be honest, it's because the only reason they're doing that is they're just not confident in their self. They, they're fully capable. They, most magicians out there have the skill set to do it. Like, I don't doubt anyone. Like, the vast majority of people out there are more than competent to get on telly. It's just they, they don't think it's possible, so they don't pursue it. And because they put these timescales so far away, it's one, easy to forget about, and two, it's easy uh, to get 
distracted off course and like you said there raisin uh, raisin <laughs> raisin <laughs> like you said there raisin, I you it out. raisin. Yeah. There you go. but it's easy to chicken out and i think this was elon musk that famously said this well yeah this is something that, that elon does is he, he he frequently sets out like these 10-year goals and again your time scales are way off but like he sets out these 10-year goals and then thinks like what would it take to achieve these massive ambitious 10-year goals in six months and they work to try and make that happen because it, it carves out what is essential, what is the most important thing to be doing. And and again, that like it just shows. Well, you start focusing on your highest leverage tasks and and if you don't reach your goal, like I'm sure you're like Griogene, you're way more ahead than where you would have been if you was chasing a goal that's like three years down the line what so obviously we looked at this um this whole aspect of, of get, basically getting you out of your own way like this is something that pretty i think pretty much everyone has has had some element of uh, and will always have an element of there'll always be that thing there because at the end of the day it's one of those situations of if you think you know everything you do but if you if you like because you, you never know what you don't actually know and and again ashley you mentioned there like most people have common sense. Well, we ran a, a live course a, a while back, Oshin, uh, and it was we called it the Return to Live Entertainment, and we was helping people with this networking process to get them active, actively now getting ready and jumping back into this as the world was opening up for live gig. And and what was the one piece of feedback that we got, Ashley? The or the main angle? It was literally that people knew people knew this stuff already. People knew what they had to do. They literally needed that one little nudge of like do it a bit different and it will be fine implementation so Oshin, I, want to, I want to ask you now other than having literally me flipping every week handing down your back of your neck chasing you for for progress updates and everything how can people start implementing more of the stuff that they learn or, or actually taking action on the right things in their entertainment business get your ego and throw it in the bin bag Regardless of whether you're Colin McLeod or you're Ushin Foley, get your ego out of the way. Start doing the smaller things. Reach out to people. I've, as I said earlier, worst case scenario, you're going to have an interesting conversation with interesting people. Best case scenario, that's one more step up that ladder of ambition that you set for yourself. That's the one thing that I will say to each and every person going forward. I know for us, like this, but it's one of the reasons that we've set up like the, the get shit done hour in the TSM network. Now, like it's every week we've got that one hour carved out to actually go and do the most important things in your entertainment business. But we, we've spoken about like actually carving that time, like getting this stuff done countless times. What was your experience in finding out what your most important tasks were? Because we could talk about high leverage tasks and picking what's essential and your one things here, there and every every day of the week. There's books on it. We could we could chat about that for ages. But how, how, would, how did you find the experience of navigating through to find out your high leverage, your essential things? I tried everything that was recommended to me by not just you guys, but by seasoned pros in the business by people who knew nothing about our industry but know enough about their own businesses and as i referred to earlier on me and ashley both come from sales backgrounds so i asked the top sales people that i was working with in my company how the hell do you convert more sales 
how the hell do you talk to more clients? And I did those things. And I found what worked for me. What's going to work for me probably won't work for each and every person out there. But if any of you are, um, if any of you are anyways similar to me, and what I mean by that is are interested in music, comedy, and conversation, you're going to be fine. Just chat to people. If you're not interested in those things, God help you, because you're going to have to talk to Aiden, Ashley, seasoned pros, people who know enough about their own business, and the top salespeople that you're ever going to come across. Another thing that I've done is when I called um, broadband providers when we were changing broadband is I asked the sales people that I was speaking to on the phone, what's the number one tip that they use to get people to open on the phone? Sounds stupid, but like my job is in a call center. So if I have an interesting conversation with someone in the day, it makes my day that little bit better. So have that conversation with broadband provider people. You're only keeping them on the line for another two minutes anyway i'm not gonna lie that's for that's bloody fantastic like we're all up for learning but you take learning to the next level Eugene. learning in everyday life always oh, an opportunity to grab something from this person but that's all what it's all about like everything boils down to just looking for opportunities and following through with that opportunity and when your your mind's in the right place you're able to see it better but there is a big problem problem that comes up with this and, and a few reasons why people won't take action on what you've said there and there'll be a few hesitations is that especially in our industry I come across a lot of people that that don't want to work on this stuff or have trouble working on this stuff like magicians are always up for spending hundreds of pounds on the latest magic tricks thousands of pounds on the latest electronics tens and hundreds of thousands on the latest illusion boxes but when it comes to maybe business courses or, or something to to improve your health for example people just kind of poo poo it and go no no i don't need that i don't have the money i don't have the money yet i can afford one thousand pounds for a labco mind buster pad that duplicates something when you could just use a double lift why do you think that is such a big problem within our industry and people don't want to to pay to learn to develop their skills because we all think the exact next trick that we're going to buy is going to bring us exactly everything that we want in our business. It's a short answer, but it's true. I'm guilty of it. I've, I've a mountain full of complete and utter horse crap in the room next to me. All stuff that I'm like currently watching and learning and all that. But at the same time, about four years ago, uh, in my local magic society over here, and by local, I think there's only three on the island of Ireland, um, the Society of Irish Magicians, I'm a committee member and a council member, so if you're ever over in Ireland, as I say, hit me up. We'll bring you down for a few beers. Um, but I got chatting to some people who were very, very interesting, who told me, number one, with regards to tricks, to stop buying the next big thing that comes out and to go back and buy Terrible, buy The Jinx, buy Syzygy, which, guys, if you haven't already, oh, oh. Worth the investment. Buy the old magic books, because nine times out of ten, what you're going to see uh, in there is stuff that is going to be released in the next two or three years and um, all over again by someone who in most cases, we'll credit it properly 
in some cases won't credit it and will think they invented it themselves. But that's a different story for a different day. And then start investing your money into business books. Um, how to win friends and influence people. 48 Laws of Power. Terrific book. Ter- oh, terrific book. Um, Richest Man in Babylon. Um, great recommendation that uh, Aiden gave me throughout. Oh, that's going to annoy me. I feel like you're going to skate Mr. Kaufman here. <laughs> it is. It's Scott Barry Kaufman. Transcend. Transcend. Oh, it's not a business book it's a mindset book but by god has changing my mindset changed my business then again out of those books i don't think any of them is necessarily a business book uh speaking of business books the one that i'm reading at the moment is one that some people because of kind of what's been going on the news might necessarily agree that they're a good business but equity for punks uh, it's written by the guys that formed brew dog amazing book read as much as you can you're not going to agree with everything but whatever you do agree with take it and try it whatever you don't agree with take it and try it whatever you somewhat agree with take it and try it so important and, and i'm glad you're saying books as well because there's this whole uh, in the world of like writing and everything there's this whole secret thing of like oh where, where, where do you hide your secrets Oh, I'm not hiding them. I, I just put them in books. Like this is a common like an in joke for a lot of authors. They they hide their best secrets in books. And again, as you can tell, that's why I'm hugely a, a, like a massive fan. And uh, again, Oshie did literally uh, next week. Like I'm going away for a couple of weeks. Like on holiday, I'm taking Transcend with me again to just cover to cover it because like it is one of those books that you just come back to time and time again. Absolutely love it. Definitely. Books. Books is the way to go. Stop investing yourself in whatever a certain e illusion magic company recommends. I've been guilty. I've bought so much stuff throughout this lockdown, uh, mainly out of boredom rather than anything and out of what I deemed was necessity for social media magic. And it's not. Some great material out there, though, if you are going to look through, but look through and make sure it is very good material. Um, but stop wasting your money on the next big trick. And I know there's going to be some creators that are probably going to hate at me in the comments. If you've got a, an amazing trick, let me know. I'm probably going to buy it anyway. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you you picked up on the whole aspect of like stop buying the trick because that we literally had an email literally this morning I'm, I'm not even joking this morning for, from uh, an entertainer who has been finding it challenging with the whole world changing backwards and forwards like most entertainers in fairness uh, it just hasn't had the, the 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 fortune of being able to guide themselves through the right path and one of the big things that they uh that they were struggling with was this whole element of like i i openly admit i keep buying the le- next thing and the next latest and greatest thing so it's uh, absolutely bizarre on that front. But as we're rounding out towards the the end of this conversation, I mean, I've taken a lot from this conversation uh, and I'm sure uh, Ashley has as well. But is there anything that that you would like to share with the audience on mass? You've got you've got a, a, your moment in front of the TSM audience. The audience is in over 95 countries now. We're counting it week by week. Oshin, what would you like to share with the world? See, now you're just after opening a can of worms. There's so much stuff I can say to people. I can I can turn around and say, go and watch Cruella. It's a great movie. It's not. It's got a great soundtrack, but like that's beside the point. 
Um, no, seriously, guys, if um, best advice I can give most people is if you were in the same position as me a couple of months ago and you were terrified of everything that's going on, um, same guy who wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie, he has another book called How to Stop Worrying. Pick that up. That is going to be your Bible if you're someone who is in the same position as myself. Um, that's not the full title, but type in Dale Carnegie Worrying Book into Google. Google machine will find it. And if it doesn't, Book Depository will find it or Amazon. I'm pretty sure they're the same company, though. Uh, the other thing is if... I know this probably isn't going to go for each and every person that's out there um, listening to this podcast, but if you're someone who is thinking about joining up to Learn to Thrive, do it. It's changed my life, and I can't appreciate the help that the two guys have given me enough. Um, like, seriously, between me and the listeners, so guys, fingers in the ears, even though I know you'll be editing this later on, um, I've got the guys a little something as a thank you for all the work that they've put into me and helped me with over the last couple of months. They're going to be getting it at Blackpool. I'm pretty sure they know what it is already because I live right across the road from the best beer company in the world. Well, best commercial beer company in the world. And if you can't tell a lot about me, guys, I like comedy, music, coffee, beer, magic and mind reading and talking complete and utter bollocks. Uh, this is the first time I've sworn on this conversation, guys, to so leave that in. I'll spell things out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no seriously guys and um, to finish off I think the biggest thing that I'd like to say is if anyone is ever wants to have a chat wants to run ideas past me wants to even just grab a beer over in Dublin Ireland hit me up if I'm here if I'm free I'm more than happy to shoot the SHIT with you guys have a couple of beers have a coffee have a water if you're someone who drinks water I drank water. <laughs> so like you, just, you couldn't have looked or sounded any more disappointed when talking about the water then. It's all that health stuff that we uh, taught you. Look, I have cut, I've cut down on my, my coffee and I've started drinking good coffee, thanks to another recommendation by Aiden. Uh, bulletproof coffee, which I haven't... Uh, sorry, I tried the butter in it twice. Not a big fan of the butter, but that's just because of, it, it's me. Um, but definitely black Bulletproof Coffee. The Mentalist is a brand of it. And if you're someone like me who immediately jumps at anything that says Mentalist, Mentalism and Magic, check that out. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's there's a beer out over here in Ireland called Magic Something. So I'm going to be jumping on that as soon as possible as well. Because I'm a weirdo like that. I love that. So I just want to say a massive thank you and uh, for Aiden. Oh, oh, Jean, you've got a few minutes to speak to the world. Right, oh my gosh, what do I, listen to Crowello. It's got a great soundtrack. Uh, buy a load of books, apply to learn to thrive, uh, then drink coffee, water and beer. That's me, Ojean, over and out. At the same Ogene, time. <laughs> well, we'll see you soon, Ojean. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It's so much, been folks. absolutely brilliant. And I would love to hear what you guys, the listeners, have to think about it. So do let us know and do reach out to Ojean on Instagram as well to give him a massive hug and a massive thank you for today's awesome episode. We'll see you guys soon. And thank you for listening to the Successful Mentalist podcast. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way.
Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magicians Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there. Or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magicians Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.